0: I guess my point is, that if I don't make it, the stuff I'd miss, it wouldn't be things
1: like Tahiti or the Taj Mahal.
0: I'd miss more time with you. I'm getting that life is in all these big, amazing moments. It's time together that matters.
1: chris Mosier. and this is monster of the week the creepy but necessary podcast where chris and i cover every single episode of the tv show supernatural we're in the middle of season 14 we were on a high note now i don't really know <laughs> what kind of note we're on with this episode I, uh uh-huh. brick lemon is back
0: brick lemon my favorite writer my
1: favorite writing duo brick lemon i uh i don't know chris like i i, I i'm pretty positive on this episode in a lot of ways um and then like the whole b plot i i not I, I barely mm. even wanted to, want to talk about it because it's just it feels also meaningless and like outside of the sphere of like the plot it. and i just don't mm-hmm. like anything that they're doing with this at all so
0: it's funny if it was like a different show or something like it would almost be interesting um, and I think we've, we've said this last time, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it belongs here and it doesn't feel like something that we want to deal with. Um, we could be hunting werewolves or having fun. It could, you know, be, uh, salting and burning and digging up graves. That's more interesting The Nick, <laughs> the Nick action. I don't f- want
1: Nick. Fucking Nick. Uh, Before we continue talking about fucking Nick, um, uh uh-oh, your computer will restart in 97 seconds. Excuse me? (laughs) Um, Is that loud? Let's try that a little bit later. Um, Before we get into the main part of the episode, let's thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We've had a bunch of you, uh, a bunch of new folks. I hope you're enjoying the Discord that you get access to. I hope you're going through and finding all of that exclusive content. Um, we really appreciate that support. It's a it's a huge help, and it it means so much, so much to us. So thank you very much, uh, Chris. Uh, thank you. We're seven episodes deep already, man. What's what's been happening mm-hmm. in
0: season fourteen? You know when you when you did the "I'm Jeremy Gurra, I'm Chris Mosher" thing, uh, I almost choked. Uh-oh. I know I seem calm, cool, collect all the time, but I almost choked on that. So I'm I'm not. I don't have high hopes for this for so far, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Last time on Supernatural, Lucifer's vessel Nick turned out to be a serial killer. Dean and Jack went on a wacky adventure together, and Sam and Charlie confronted a human-bug hybrid, Jeremy. Meanwhile, Michael has set dangerous monster traps for hunters all over, and it's only a matter of time before one of them springs. But before that can happen, we have to deal with Jack's sudden and unexplained illness.
1: Yep. This is season 14, episode 7, "Unhuman Nature," written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross-Living, directed by John Showalter is aired on November 29th, 2018. Carpe diem. Sam and Castiel track down a shaman who may be able to help a friend.
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck Dick
1: <sighs>
0: <sighs>
1: Nick continues to spiral down a dark, dark path as he looks for answers surrounding the deaths of his wife and son. Jack turns to Dean for help enjoying the human experience. Um. Yeah, this is... Uh... Y- y- you mentioned something that like if any if all of this Nick stuff was happening in a different show, um, or even like maybe fucking ten years ago now or whatever, uh, like if this was post season five Fallout or whatever, I mm-hmm. might be interested a little bit more. But as it is, like, they're just making Nick, uh, who is already like a like cartoonishly why are you here character, even more into a cartoonishly crazy supervillain. And I just don't yeah. like it. Like I just it seems like like I don't mind gore at all by any means, uh, but it seems like needlessly aggressive and gory in a way that kind of turns me off. Uh, I I don't have a lot of sympathy
0: for Nick at all. Um, no, I was I've been mostly I mean, up until this episode. I was fully under the impression that he murdered his wife and son. Same. So. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So a lot of this B plot stuff with Nick, where he's just like wallowing in self-misery and just brutally murdering people or trying to stop himself from murdering innocents just does not work on me at all like the whole b-plot here is just fucking miserable to me
0: and i keep calling him a serial killer and of course again we we were wrong about him killing his wife and and son but there could still the the way they're portraying him it's as if he is just this kind of wacky maniacal serial killer um who thinks that he's doing the right thing but he's just all messed up right but that's they have lucifer like they they have this thing where he's calling out to lucifer and all this stuff and they could easily have just played it as he was a normal dude who is just trying to get some answers like literally solve a cold case but unfortunately there's these influences are still hanging over him but the way that they're portraying him i just even at the end of this episode still assumed he was always like this like the night that his family was murdered he was out getting drunk at a bar somewhere so it just makes me think like okay he doesn't care about his family um or he was repressing something there was a reason that lucifer was drawn to this dude um and i just don't have sympathy for him i don't care about any of the shit he has going on and i want him off the fucking
1: show (laughs) i do too uh, but we start out uh with Nick kind of confessing to somebody. Um, we're obviously kind of in a church situation. They
0: give this guy the cold open. I know, really? I know,
1: dude, it's so fucking miserable. Um, he's telling somebody that he knows he has issues. Um, he hates the stuff that he's doing, but he he hates the the fact that he loves to do it. Um, and we get the reveal, which is that he's like nailed a priest up by his hands in the middle of this doorway. And slit his throat uh, because he wouldn't tell Nick what um what's the guy's name? I've already forgotten the guy's name. Um, the neighbor, Artie, 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 uh, Artie went to confess to this dude, and the priest wouldn't tell Nick what he said in confession. Uh, I again like they're they're doing all of the work to make this seem like ooh bad bad this is terrible and it's just it's again so cartoonishly over the top and and dumb yeah like even the way that the body is hanging there like i, I don't usually pick apart stuff like this but like, how, did,
0: how did he even h- get it up how there? did he
1: do this how is the body still staying like are there some zipped lines that he's attached somehow like why did you do this to begin with like why just i mean stupid it's so stupid um when we left off in the last episode, Castiel had, coll- excuse me, Jack had collapsed in, in front of Dean, coughing up blood. Uh, we start this main episode off with uh, Castiel sitting beside Jack in his bed, doing his like angel magic, uh, you know, MRI, <laughs> basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, it's an angel MRI. Yeah. And
1: he's—I uh, didn't know if this was going to be like a mind meld thing, um, but he he moves his hands over Jack's chest, and this wakes Jack up, and Jack starts coughing up blood again. Uh, Sam, Sam and Dean are waiting outside. Castiel comes out and he's like, "Yo, I don't know what the fuck that dude's got going, but he he he's got it bad.
0: He doesn't. I don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on." And then, just to prove his point, as if uh, as if a punchline <laughs> to his joke, Jack slams out of bed onto the floor. So they all run in to go find him, foaming at the mouth. It's not funny, but it's kind of
1: funny. It's it's not funny. Um, and I think this this episode does a lot of emotional work with this, and they do do it really really well. Um, to the point that sometimes I think like I know scripts are written by different people and like you'll get an episode will get credited to one particular writer even if a bunch of people contributed to it and it feels like brick is on this just for the big stuff because the emotional stuff is handled so mm-hmm. well throughout i'm like everybody else did this like nobody did you can't write nick like that oh, and then also it's do also this. It's,
0: it's yeah it's funny there's a uh, this, this is a buckland coming episode and um they mentioned catch several times they couldn't get him they couldn't get him for the episode but they made sure to talk about their other darling catch yeah catch definitely helps them out from the fucking sociopaths fucking seriously <laughs> um, i shouldn't throw that term around lightly but i just don't they, they are just inflicting harm on other people and they don't care
1: uh, the soundtrack for this early part of the episode is is really interesting to me. I don't know if you picked it up, but it kind of gave me like some Witcher vibes, almost. Like it's oh. it's it's much. I don't think I was paying attention. It's it's a little different than like we normally get. Like it's it was it's it was very like we're on a quest to save the sick guy or something. Um, it gave me like fantasy vibes for some reason. Um, but the boys are so desperate, they bring Jack to an actual real hospital. Uh, and when they mm-hmm. walk in demanding a doctor, they realize they're surrounded by sick people i guess they haven't i was ever... so embarrassed i was so
0: embarrassed for them <laughs> it was this was such a this is so embarrassing like come on
1: it was uh it's funny to me because it just makes me think they've never been into a hospital that wasn't haunted <laughs> like this is their first time yeah, seeing like, a hospital. there's always working. like one
0: guy in there with like a with a broken arm and that's it but this was a full room of like sick people
1: yeah yeah like the the fucking kansas er or whatever is <laughs> just super fucking busy to the point where <laughs> yeah, i thought like this and- was going to be like oh Jack has a plague that everybody has but they they don't go that direction at all. Um,
0: I, I... There was almost like a little like a visual tease of that. You see this room full of people. Um... But no, <laughs> nothing like that. Imagine that. Imagine there's just a plague and a Jack normal got it because he's
1: human. <laughs> yeah. Like, just imagine that Jack gets COVID-19, right? That they're all, like, yeah. you know, masked up. Like, it'd be a miserable episode. Like, it just, no, nobody wants And then it.
0: Dean would kick in no mask, yelling at everybody. And they'd be like, dude, what? What do you live in a bunker? Like, what's going on? And Dean's like, yeah, what's As wrong with that? As a matter of fact. It's fine. It's okay. As a matter of fact, they do.
1: The bunker boys are all socially distancing outside. <laughs> <laughs> Dean just walks up real close to him
0: what's up guys
1: <laughs> <laughs> dean's like look i'm not saying that the vaccine is bad i'll get it i'm just saying i want to see how it shakes out over a year
0: oh dean oh dean we love um, you You're yeah not so the master. nurse is like the uh the nurse wants to know everything she can about the patient despite this man's rude interruption and they just like awkwardly kind of like go through the 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 motions they can't even remember his last name for a second there
1: (laughs) it's very i thought they were
0: gonna say jack winchester um because they just look so desperate and then castiel i think it's castiel i don't know uh maybe it's sam doesn't matter says it's klein as if they just remembered oh wait shit yeah kelly duh that was his mom (laughs) sam says klein
1: and then castiel chimes in uh with a k (laughs) real quick (laughs) which is very funny to me um this is obviously like kind of a a roadblock for them, but in the middle of it, Jack collapses. So he's now rushed into triage, uh, where a, a very nice nurse has to usher team free will outside of this. Um, but they can still see in and they have to, uh, like wait around for the hospital to do a bunch of tests. Uh, meanwhile, back to Nick who meets with a reporter who covered the case of his, uh, family's murder. Uh, this is basically, I thought this chick was like, uh, a little too good of an actor for this role so i expected her to show back up again but she didn't yeah. she's just a one-off yeah.
0: yeah and he doesn't even murder her it's just uh they they just want to give him the spotlight they this is their favorite character which is bizarre if you don't like supernatural why are you a writer on supernatural i guess because it pays the bills right yeah like, absolutely and because you're because your husband is the showrunner or whatever mm-hmm. i don't remember. i don't know the situation I can't I, I got to stop. I got to stop with the bitterness. I don't know. I don't know shit about behind the scenes of Supernatural and I don't care to. I yeah, just yeah. get mad about this.
1: <laughs> You're never going to catch me reading a script.
0: <laughs> no. I um
1: the two big things out of this are that uh she gives him the name Frank Kellogg, who was the beat cop that worked the case um and that Artie told originally like, you know, gave his uh, statement to. And the other big thing is that Nick is obviously like going through the wars and uh diane who is the reporter kind of notices this and he's like i'll be fine as soon as i figure out figure this out the all of these demons will disappear which again i don't really care about nick's character i see what they're doing here and if it was just like anybody but mark pellegrino and anybody but nick and Mm -hmm. lucifer i probably would be a little bit more interested in this but as it stands Uh i'm I, i just i'm yeah i just i just don't care
0: um not for it not for it it.
1: it's gonna be a rough episode to listen to because like i really
0: i don't well he's it's not our fault this dude's sitting at the at this like diner meeting this this nice reporter and he's sitting there with a bloody hammer like eyeing it up twirling it in his hands like just as soon as i get rid of this demons this woman is like okay um (laughs) what what are you doing with that hammer because he's so he might as well be holding the hammer because it's just so obviously unhinged. Get this man some hell. Get him just, just lock him up in the bunker.
1: Like the boys seem lock drastically unconcerned that Nick has just been a wall all of this time. like Sam
0: hasn't given this guy a second thought since he left. Come on, Sammy.
1: I mean, and, and frankly, like out of sight, out of mind. Like maybe they're just like, well, Lucifer's dead and Nick's weird. So like maybe we'll just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly rather not deal with. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just unfriend him on Facebook and just never worry about that motherfucker ever again in my life. It's just
0: like I, I, I'm honestly I'm glad that they didn't go with this, but. I I could see a storyline in which sam feels like he has to rehabilitate this dude because they have a shared experience but at the same time i could also understand sam wanting absolutely nothing to do with this dude just on principle alone
1: i know um i just uh, uh, from behind the scenes from people chatting on the discord uh people have told me that uh brick lemon uh buckland coming desperately wanted to include a lucifer uh What's the word I'm looking for? Not rehabilitation. Redemption arc. Redemption arc. Uh, And that in real life, Jared Padalecki, like, fought extremely hard against that. Uh, But it seems like this is what they're trying to set up in all of this. Um, But, you know, whatever. Meanwhile, Dean is stewing in the waiting room. When the doctor comes out, she tells them that uh, they have to do more tests he seems fine but his body is in systemic failure shutting down completely um dean and sam i love this this little moment between dean and sam when dean says to sam like i'd you know how long do we let this go like what, when do we just grab him and take him home and and do our thing and sam's like right now let's do it right now yeah <laughs> like, i already called Rowena.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just I, I love those moments and that we get we seem to be getting a lot more of them where the boys are just like you know simpatico and just really into like on the same wavelength with each other. And I just, I really mm-hmm. love that.
0: And that's like back in like season two, or whatever, where they'd be arguing about something, but then they'd get on a case and suddenly they wouldn't even have to communicate. They'd be like, yep. Okay. We're both, we think when I'm thinking, let's do it. Um, and I, I, I used to love that. They don't, do it quite as much or at least they don't focus on it quite as much now. They don't they don't have to, I guess. But even just little moments like this, like yes, I love that. I love that.
1: Yeah, like at any time that there's a blind toss of a weapon from one brother to the other. <laughs> you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like I love that shit. Um we got a little bit of that in the season thirteen finale, but like I want I want more. Um The Doctor finds them putting Jack's clothes on and, you know, demands if that's what he really wants to do and he says yes. We we'll go back over to the bunker where Verino arrives, uh, bringing the Book of the Damned, which she says she borrowed in the confusion of all of those people coming home um, from the apocalypse world. Uh, she's there because obviously Sam called and needed some help, uh, but Sam didn't specify who. And so Sam has to break down who and exactly what Jack is. Uh, yeah, I
0: guess this hasn't happened before. They never had this conversation. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: if you think about it, uh, Rowena in season 13 was only there when Jack wasn't. Um, so to, yeah. I guess they never filled her in on the Archangel business. Uh, so, like, when she finds out that this is uh, Lucifer's son um, and that he's dying, she just does a, a fucking a, a line delivery on the word splendid that slayed me. She's like, <laughs> well, that's splendid. <laughs> that's great. It's <laughs> like, she's like, oh, okay, problem solved. Why am I here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely leaving. Um, and then Jack is standing right there. He walks in and um, he he says, Hey, I know a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings about my father, but I'm trying my best not to be like him. Uh, and he also thanks Rowena for helping them, uh, for rescuing them from, from the apocalypse world. And I think that um, Rowena sees this nice young man being very polite, being very much not what she expected him to be after hearing Lucifer was his father um and she's just inclined to help i think we know rowena has this this motherly instinct that has like she repressed it seems like like you know she had that other random son or adopted son like oliver or something like that that she had to kill the kid Um, and then
1: later (laughs) which is always bizarre way
0: later on (laughs) way later on she seems to have like realized that you know um Crowley was important to her I mean, you know only too late she realized it and so now I don't know if I'm just reading too much into this but I see there's almost this like this flicker in her like she wants to be able to take care of it or maybe make up for her past um of of neglecting Crowley or whatever or maybe I'm just full of shit it doesn't matter but Rowena is inclined to help here
1: yes absolutely um she is taken in by the smooth faced features of this young
0: child yes she's, she's he's so smooth this is also uh... <laughs> Sam's like yeah I know we <laughs> <Like, laughs> <Where, where, laughs> just as confused as you are but we love it <laughs> Rowena just just looks over and is like
1: can you drop the skincare routine come on let me see it what kind of what kind of lotion are you using dog uh, uh. this is the this is the first point uh of many uh kind of emotional scenes with jack where he is just like the sweetest child ever um like this this yeah. his desire just to say thank you he tells her that like rowena or excuse me, Sam and Dean say nice things about her. And I'm like, I'd love to hear those conversations because <laughs> <Yes, yeah. laughs> uh, it'd be really funny. But like the the actor that plays Jack seems to be really good at being this like earnest kind of pure soul. And I I love that our three fucking disasters of human beings and our disaster angel are just so obsessed with taking care of this nice pure child of lucifer like it's just it's very good and very supernatural at at the same time That, that makes sense
0: yes um and i i'm glad that that jack has moved away from just sort of like clueless naive idiot and not to say that he was ever an idiot but you know what i mean like he just doesn't know what's going on before so he'll act and and say things that seem a little like silly or 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 naive and now he seems just he's moved past the cluelessness into just full-on earnestness which i guess is still sort of like the earnestness of a of a child yeah um but it's very sweet it's very sweet
1: uh she does her thing she casts some spells and then she comes out and tells uh the boys hey uh this is they they use the word "it" a lot, which bothers me when 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 they talk to about the Nephilim, uh, but she says you know nephilims are unnatural things uh and despite the fact that they're very powerful, they're also very delicate because because they're unnatural, mm-hmm. their body's instinct is to pull itself apart, cell by cell, and the only thing that really holds that together is archangel grace, which he'll need um and while this is happening, uh Dean has this weird experience where he starts kind of hearing and seeing yeah. double. Uh, That's going to happen a couple of more times in the episode. We don't really know what's up to that, but it only seems to be happening around Archangel Grace, which makes me think it's Mm -hmm. Michael related.
0: It's definitely Michael. There's this hazy kind of whine going on in the background, like, you know, the the angel Mm -hmm. sound. Um, But all I could think about in this scene was when Rowena first steps out of the door. Obviously, she's a small woman compared to the very three large men who play uh, Sam Dean and Castiel. Um, But I'm looking at this scene like, holy shit. She's microscopic. <laughs> I know that they're in a hallway and there's there's a perspective thing going on here. And then she steps up two steps. I was like, oh, 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 oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I did not see the two steps that she had to go up, when she comes out of the door, and I just like could not wrap my head around the perspective. I'm like, she's not really a mouse, right? Like she's a human adult woman. She's a normal. She's person. not a mouse. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's not a sh- mouse. She's an average height for this population. <laughs> I know I know that the camera's back here and she's over there but she's not a mouse and then she went up the two steps i go oh no 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 oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no, she's okay, human okay. She's human. yeah
1: yeah she's uh she's, she's totally human she's, she's a like 400 year old witch but she's totally human totally human <laughs> but just
0: and i don't mean like because she like literally like i just didn't see the perspective because i'm stupid um and my eyes don't work and literally thought that she was like somehow shrunken down like completely but now it was just far away from the camera jeremy do you know how perspective works i do yeah
1: I, they, they i just found
0: out isn't that crazy <laughs> stuff stuff far away looks small even if big chris
1: isn't do, that crazy do you have perspective on wikipedia open right now in your, in your browser tabs like can you go ahead stuff
0: have big close look small i mean God. Um, wait till sorry, you find out how
1: mirrors work chris you're gonna be blown away what? <laughs> sometimes the objects chris are closer <laughs> than they appear
0: what huh
1: uh, we cut back over to Nick, uh, who I I guess this is because the reporter told him that Frank wor- was working as like a, um, uh, like, a, a like a security security guy something. Um, so I, I thought he was like at this club to look for Frank, uh, but he's just parked in this alleyway, and a young woman comes out and talks on the he's just just trolling for kills yeah and we get this whole thing where he's like trying to keep himself from going out to hurt this woman um he can't seem to help it so he walks up and he kind of awkwardly talks to her but there's something there so she's like kind of charmed and he's like why don't you come in and meet my friends and he's like the entire time he's holding a knife behind his back and she's like come in like it will hang out and have a good time and and then she's he starts yelling at her to get away from him um again i guess this is supposed to be like oh his his evilness is taking over but he's trying to fight it like look how sad this
0: broken man is uh but it's nick and i don't care like Mm -hmm. i just and it's so creepy it's so creepy it is it's i and there's not a there's not a planet there's not a situation where this woman first of all just probably goes out into a dark alley by herself but second of all where she goes hey mm, why don't you come in and hang out with us come hang out with my friends i we're like 20 and you're like 55 just come chill dude just just like come hang out with us you seem like you seem really good i am extremely attracted Um, to uh,
1: the way that your face seemed to have 87 folds on it why don't you come in i'm just so i'm so (laughs)
0: attracted to the just the sin that i can see bearing down on on me um so just come chill with me and my in my pals uh
1: luckily it wouldn't happen luckily she gets away um and we go back over to the bunker uh where daddy dean And
0: that scene was nothing again it showed us that he's fighting this but like like you i was so sure this is his next stop as he's trying to track down this frank guy but no it's not it's
1: just him it's, it's trolling for kills pointless. yeah ridiculous but
0: that could have been we could have gotten a scene of sam brushing his hair that would have been better
1: it <laughs> just as long too just like up close yeah, just as long that weird witcher music no from words. the beginning <laughs> he's playing yeah. Him just staring <laughs> in the mirror doing his hundred brushes that he has to do every night to keep that that those locks flowing
0: <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> he's pulling the comb away with more and more hair in it but he just keeps going keeps
1: going yeah it just has to get done every night um at the bunker, Dean is bringing uh, Jack a sandwich, uh, and he finds Jack uh, packing up. Jack says he's going to go to Vegas or maybe even Tahiti. Dean's been feeling a lot of
0: sandwich guilt since <laughs> the episode of the Gin where he told that woman to make him a sandwich, so now he's he's back at the bunker uh, subconsciously making everyone's sandwiches. Do you think there's he a, just feels guilty. Do you think there's
1: an apocalypse world dude somewhere that's like, hey, uh, hey Chief, uh, your brother seems to be making everybody sandwiches, and they're not very good. Can you, can, Chief, can you handle that for me? I feel weird talking about it with Dean. <laughs> hey chief chief where are you going chief
0: uh, sam finally goes to address it with dean who just slides him a sandwich and then sam's like great thank you okay, no thank thanks you. I, I appreciate, appreciate it
1: yeah. oh so just <laughs> lit bacon <laughs> huh okay cool i thought you oh, oh okay oh. i'll just eat it it's fine
0: you're the bacon guy dean right and dean's like that's right i'm the bacon guy you know it so you know what's going on the sandwich and he's like okay but cooked you like cooked bacon right and he's like yeah no of course i do all right so <laughs> what's up with this limp bacon well sammy i know it's easier on your stomach so he's just always getting an answer for everything sammy doesn't know what to do
1: <laughs> sam is not prepared for just like a home he style he goes back to that guy
0: and he's like listen i can't just just eat the fucking sandwiches okay yeah, just, yeah. Eat the
1: sandwiches. just throw it away or just hand it to castiel castiel will teleport it into the afterlife okay that's how, that's yeah, how we just... handle bad sandwiches in this world i don't know what you do in apocalypse world <laughs> but here we put all of our bad sandwiches in hell um uh, Jack gives Dean a little bit of a speech here and says that ever since he was born, people expected him to be incredibly special and to live forever, uh, but now he's maybe only got a couple of weeks, so he wants to live his life. And he defines his living his life as getting a tan, seeing a hockey game, getting a parking ticket, and maybe even getting bored. And I'm like, my dude, you've got to get out a little bit. Like, there's there's a life <laughs> that doesn't involve hockey and parking life. tickets, my dude.
0: No, yeah, it's just like it, that would have been profound. Um if he'd like ever done anything else yeah i it's (laughs) you can't immediately skip to getting a parking ticket and getting bored um as you know just really live in life when you have it you've literally done nothing but like hunt monsters
1: they they just Um, remastered mass effect jack come on
0: (laughs) do something fun as jack even does he even know about video games Living with these fucking stooges
1: um and then of course after all of that he'll die And he says, you know, he tells Dean, like, I know you'll, you'll disagree with me. And Dean's like, I didn't, I didn't say that. Uh, And we cut over to Sam, Castiel, and Rowena, who are all doing their best to try to find something. Um, Rowena is calling all of her contacts, which, of course, are kind of ignoring her. Um, Sam is on the line with Ketch. Uh, Ketch has a friend who's a shaman who specializes in healing. Um, as he explains this, uh, which again, like this dude's going to have a little Archangel Grace in a little while, uh, Dean starts fading in and out again. Um, but Ketch has put together a meeting and Castiel volunteers to go. And this is when Jack rolls up and it's like, oh, hey, we're leaving. And Dean says, yeah, we're just we're going to go on a little drive here. Like, we're, and, and, you know, every, so- everyone's a little concerned, but Dean's like, it'll be fine.
0: What we get is just like a day trip, and it's very nice. Just they like got a nice day trip. The boys hang out, right? But here I'm sitting thinking, like, okay, that's Michael. Fuck, it's Michael, and he just got Jack away. He's using him. They're do. They're gonna do something. I don't know what it is, but Michael just got to Jack, um, and now we're in trouble. Now, now some shit's gonna go on. Um, no. Uh, but no. Not. instead. Not what
1: happened? Uh, they pick up some burgers. Uh, Dean tosses Jack the keys, and it's like, hey.
0: It's just fan service. This is just fan this service.
1: Is, it feels like fan service. And hey, guess what, Chris? I'm a fan that likes to be serviced. Because That's right. That's right. this is good. This is the worst way to teach someone how to drive a car. Uh, but...
0: Dude, they I mean, somebody must have shown them like a little bit before, right? Because this, this is the Impala... I know there's no other cars on the road but still
1: <laughs> he just I mean he you just do gets your behind the wheel first time and... just
0: blazing down the highway yeah I mean I
1: it's weird because I've been driving like even as a very very young dude uh like my grandfather would put me in his lap and I would like do the steering wheel or whatever like on the dirt road going to the house or whatever so like I've been driving for so long that it feels like second nature I don't really remember learning or having a difficulty time difficult time like learning how to drive but like i don't know just giving handing someone the keys to a 69 impala and like just fucking open her up
0: dog (laughs) just seems like the worst way to teach someone to drive now i was uh i was just in in the parking lot of my high school there was nobody around it was sunday morning um and as an incredibly high anxiety person, it was it was a horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> how was how was your dad? Was he I'm assuming it was your dad. Um but like w- Um yeah, it was intense. It was intense. Was- and I think he was very disappointed that, you know, my sisters had just picked up on it and, and rolled with it. Um but anytime my dad tells me to do anything, I just like something switches in my brain. I'm like, I I can't do that. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> You're telling me
0: to do it, so I don't want to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Which is fine. Me and my dad get along, but I can't listen to anything he tells me to do.
1: I don't trust your opinions on supernatural or driving. He'll be like, here. "Hey, can you uh
0: can you come help me uh move this thing later? Can you come over and do this?" And I'm like, "Um, yeah, sure." And then I'll just do it. I'll do it before he he's there. I don't want him to know. I'll just go. It's it's a two man job, but I'd rather just do it alone than have him telling me what to do <laughs> as we like move this dresser or whatever. Like I'd just I'd rather injure myself than be told what to do. <laughs>
1: uh luckily for us jack is a very quick learner um they they get on the open road uh dean throws on some classic rock finally we get more classic rock in my classic rock ghost hunting show it's Mm -hmm. been so long Mm -hmm. um jack has a couple of really great lines here where he says i feel like i'm you uh he sees that dean has one arm out the window so he copies it and then he says to dean uh this is the best day ever So Dean says, well, you know, there's nobody on the road. Open her up. And then he just fucking revs the engine and then off they go, Um, which is extremely good. I am I am here for this for this, you know, father son bonding experience. Um, Mm -hmm. We go back to the bunker uh, where Sam is asking Castiel if he wants to go meet the shaman alone. And Castiel is like, I just I just need to do something. Um, And they talk about Dean briefly and how hard Dean is taking this. And Sam's like, yeah, you know. He was really rough on Jack when Jack first showed up, but I think that it's, he's come all the way around and, you know, we've all lost people, but for some reason this is different. And uh, Castiel just spells it out. It's like, yeah, losing a son feels much differently. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they've specifically, I, they have, because he said, I think Castiel has referred to himself as Jack's father a couple of times by now, but like yeah. um, the boys kind of taking on this role is is very good to me.
0: Just, you know three guys raising one son it's beautiful um there's this like throwaway line almost where he says like you know dean has come around on jack and i don't think he's forgiven himself for how hard he was on him um like that's like that's kind of a big thing and that could really explain a lot of dean's behavior in this episode just being like god damn it i was so fucking hard on him i'm telling this kid i'm gonna like execute him if i have to um just constantly being harsh on him and obviously he's softened up over time but there's still been that kind of edge and now you know dean is seeing him for jack who jack really is and he he's, he's human he's frail and he's he's possibly dying um and suddenly dean is just like holy shit man what i've wasted so much time he's part of the family and i and i should have been treating him like that uh we we do a brief
1: break to nick who shows up at frank's house uh kind of pushes himself in or... and pushes frank against the wall And then we cut right back over to Jack and Dean, who are fishing at a river. Chris, this is so adorable. I love this so much. It's pretty adorable. It's pretty adorable. Dean uh, talks about how Jack is is a cheap date, just baiting beers. And Jack says, you know, you once told me that... Um, doing something like this with your father was your happiest memory of him. And Dean's like, I'm pretty sure I did not tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jack responds like, I mean, not in so many words, but it was the way that you said it. Um, and then he has yeah. a, a nice little speech about, um, him realizing that, you know, when he thinks about the things he's going to miss from life, it's not the big, big moments like going to Tahiti or to going to Vegas. It's just more time with his family, with Dean uh mm-hmm. and that it's that time together that's this that's what matters that's what's important to him uh dean yeah. like takes a swig of beer i think to prevent himself from crying and i almost went and got a beer so i could take a swig so i could prevent myself <laughs> from crying yeah.
0: very emotional he says, stuff uh, who would have thought hanging out with me would make you sentimental um, and Jack says, "I've had a good life, Dean." And all I'm thinking is, mm, "No, I, that's I mean, no. false. You've had a really, really bad life, Jack. That's <laughs> not been. I'm happy that you have. I'm happy that you're happy, um, but your life has not been good." <laughs>
1: uh meanwhile castiel has taken the bunker's smart car to meet with the shaman
0: uh dude <laughs> why do they do this to cast just like, put him in do, this tiny in do they hate do they hate cast and love lucifer is that what's happening I, here
1: I, dude I, I don't know because it's just so goofy um and i this like this it reminds, reminds me of charlie's car from a few seasons ago uh-huh. like it, it's that kind of vibe but i don't know why casting where's castile's truck where's that where's hat winchester's
0: what's truck? Happened to his truck what's that yeah i know i'm not i'm not a car guy um i don't care what anybody drives i would never really judge somebody by what kind of car they chose to drive um but like we got the self-described rottweiler of cars the the impala and then you just make Cass roll up in this thing i think it'd be pretty funny if you rolled up on like a little motorcycle or something but
1: oh dude castiel rolling around the just everywhere on a moped would be extreme like with the little helmet yeah. and everything yes. because you know he's a little, a little bit little human. Helmet.
0: <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's got like yeah, knee pads yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, <laughs> dean's like Cass. you don't need these he's like oh, i, I probably i probably will i got <laughs> weak knees dean <laughs> weak knees i got weak knees you know i've <laughs> in the spot. A long
1: time, Dean. One one crash could be a life changing experience for me, Dean. All right. Uh, God may have made this body anyway, for. We're going me, to but, see this shaman, but I've been maintaining it and not doing a good job. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So yeah, he's here to meet Sergey uh, or Sergey, the the shaman, um, who immediately traps him in a uh, angel trap um, and then immediately just lets him go. Uh, Sergey describes himself as a person who crosses the globe to observe the magic of the world. Uh, but first and okay. foremost, he's a healer, and uh, based on Castile's description of what's going on with Jack, he doesn't think that he can stop it altogether, but he thinks he can kind of shock it out a little while, like rebooting a computer. And surprise, he has Archangel Grace uh, from when he mm-hmm. traded it with Gabriel to allow Gabriel to escape to the land of porn stars because it's a Brick limit episode. We have to talk about porn stars Dude, at least once.
0: They had like they had to mention it. Like it's just like I, I don't know if they just do it. Because they think they're being funny, or maybe like us, they know it bothers people, or or maybe it doesn't bother people. Maybe we're just up our own asses. Um, but it's just like they just love rubbing salt in the wound.
1: Absolutely. I. It's just. I, I. don't know what the the urge is here. Like I. I would be embarrassed to put these these words to the page. So I. I don't know. I, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, he also says that the archangel grace won't do it on its own. You have to use a spell. Uh, and says that there's no cost for this. He just you know, wants a favor from the Winchesters, and he'll figure out what that is later, because that's his life as he bargains for stuff. There's also some chat about Ketch here, which I don't care about, um, and then we mm-hmm. jump over to Nick for uh, more information on what happened to Nick's wife.
0: Yeah, how does he just keep overpowering these people? He's like a shredded vessel, and I don't mean shredded as injected. I mean, like his body and his mind have just been weakened and and just been thrown through a whole lot of shit. Uh and then he just overpowers the security guard. Not that this guy was like, you know, um looking like Thor in here or anything. But I just feel like this guy could probably like handle himself a little bit, you know? He just got pushed up against a wall and suddenly he's like, I'm done. Uh, that's it. I'm, I'm done out. for. Now I'm tied to a chair. <laughs> I uh
1: I I don't know either. And I I mean I guess just desperation, maybe, is the you know, yeah. you know desperate times call for but desperate strength yeah. or whatever. Um
0: now we get, uh, now we get the the full story of what happened. Where, um, Nick's wife thought she saw a prowler outside of her house, so she called the precinct. This cop was sent down to check it out. He went in alone, uh, and as he was going in, he was confronted by a guy named Abraxas, yes, I believe is mm-hmm. the name, and then he woke up in his car covered in blood. Yeah. The audience and Nick can both put together pretty quickly. Oh, you were possessed by a demon. And then Nick immediately starts being like, this wasn't your fault. This totally wasn't your fault. You, you were possessed by a demon. You're not responsible. Just like I'm not responsible for all the shit I'm doing. You weren't responsible for, for doing that. However. <laughs> but. <laughs> it, was still, it was still your hand that killed them, so I'm going to
1: kill you. And this bugs me not not only like the graphic violence of this, which feels kind of pointless and um I, it, it, it's if anybody could understand the idea of being possessed and forced to do things that you despise, it's Nick like literally if anybody in this in this entire world could understand this, it would be Nick and i mm-hmm. i i just the the lack of empathy here I know that's just what they're going for like he's 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 a he's, he's got dark thoughts he's got a dark passenger to reference another show that mark pellegrino is on but i i i just i just feel like even in this time you could be like oh dude you were possessed this makes so much more sense i got to go hunt a demon now mm-hmm. not i have to just bash yeah. this dude in the face 50 times with a hammer
0: yeah you would think that this could bring him back around to sam and dean hey i found out this demon uh killed my family and I want I want your help to track him down and they won't realize that Nick is a you know crazy serial killer um but that's not what happens he just wants to embrace uh the part of him that enjoys doing this cuz his whole thing now is oh I love killing people I love hurting people but I hate feeling bad about it afterwards um and I didn't feel bad about it afterwards when when I was possessed by Lucifer so he starts praying to him and what the fuck is this is this I mean, this this Does this even happen in this scene, this, or is this later? This
1: is, I mean, it's it's a little bit later, but we could talk about it now. Um, he he starts praying, uh, and obviously to Lucifer, and we get the same kind of setup that we saw when Jack was praying to Castiel when Castiel was dead, of a body forming out of this black ooze. Uh, and as he's praying, like the bones come together. And eventually, we see the skull and the eyes open, and there's red lights in the eyes, just
0: like Lucifer. Um, it's certainly an interesting idea or, or visual, rather. But, um, but no, 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 no. Jack prayed Castiel into existence because Jack is a Nephilim. Yes, he's in, he is unique and he is unbelievably powerful. Nick is just a dude. Yep, he's an he's a, just a dude. He's just a shitty dude. He doesn't get to pray Lucifer back to life and oh my god i mean maybe maybe this is inside this dude's own head um and maybe he thinks he's going to be lucifer but really he's just nick still i could deal with that um i know i mean i would hate it but i can deal with it but they just they just killed lucifer why would they bring him back they they can't they can't s- seem
1: to help themselves like to me it, it was it was a cop out when they left nick alive and now that they're using nick to bring back lucifer which i think is very real like they they that is what is happening like i expected the next few episodes for lucifer to appear in some form or the other or to repossess nick or to do something and wouldn't doubt that that's going to somehow save jack like i can kind of see the setup for this right because um, otherwise the only archangel around is michael and i don't i don't see them having that confrontation till the end of the, the season yeah. and, and i'm hoping that jack will be at his full power for that i, I the idea i'm i'm with you that... Jack bringing Castiel back to life felt like an example of this awe inspiring and terrifying power that a Nephilim could hold. And it was super scary because Jack didn't even know what he was doing. Right. He just did it kind of naturally. And it happened. And like the guide that was there in that like empty place or whatever to hold Castiel, like this has never happened before. Um. So I, the fact that Nick can just do this is just mind boggling to me because like, don't know dude like people worship satan (laughs) right yeah like i mean you know this the the satanic group or whatever seemed to be a bunch of cool dudes that just like worshiping satan and they have a lot of you know progressive ideas about human rights Uh and things Uh like that uh so somebody's been praying to that dude and you can't tell me that just because he's nick is a souped up vessel you know modified to the dna by crowley that this is, I, I just I just don't like it, Chris. I don't like that they're bringing Lucifer back. I don't yep. like how they're bringing Lucifer back. I think the shot of the red eyes opening looks so much like Terminator 2 that I just fucking hated it. Looks it looks
0: exactly like Terminator, dude. It's so funny. <sighs> dude, I, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just, I just don't know. I, I wonder how people reacted to this at the time. Um, like, we just got rid of this dude. Come on come I, the fuck on I, where's I kinda, crowley where's crowley bring, crowley like they'll bring back. back lucifer over and over
1: again but we lost crowley this is bullshit. <clears throat> bring mark shepherd back i've watched i've been watching some stuff uh some random old like procedural tv shows and uh mark shepherd shows up on a lot of that stuff so like you know he's one of the main villains the last season of warehouse 13 and it's just just a oh, delight well. seeing him so uh at the bunker uh, everyone is okay. gathered around. They're kind of worried w- whether the shaman can be trusted about whether or not this is going to work. Uh, Rowena is ready to read the spell. Uh, Jack inhales the Archangel Grace. The lights start blinking. Jack opens his eyes, and they're yellow again. And he stands up, and he feels like it's a, you know, a definite improvement. Uh, but unfortunately, it's very short-lived, and he staggers down. Uh, and we switch over to Castiel call- calling Sergei. And telling Sergey like, "Hey, yo, you need to you need to come out here." Uh, Sergey is too busy vaping to make house calls. He's 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 an e-cigarette kind of guy, Chris. I don't know if you knew that about Sergey.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I uh, he says that he doesn't make house calls. Um, and when Castile threatens, you know, "Hey, if Jack dies, I will come find you and kill you myself," he's like, "You can try," and just hangs up on him. Um. Yeah.
0: So I guess this guy's gonna be a thing now.
1: I guess. Um, I would be fine if we just never saw the healing shaman or whatever ever again, but whatever. Uh, oh,
0: I'm tired.
1: <laughs> they they watch as Rowena checks Jack out. Um, Dean is kind of kicking himself for agreeing to go along with this plan, and Sam's like, you know, hey, we, it was the only thing we had. Everything we do is a risk. Jack understands that. He knows that we're that we're desperate. And Castiel chimes in with with what I think is the line of the episode, which is, uh, "You made him happy, and you did more for him than any of us did." uh and that's you know that's a very powerful thing for castiel to say to dean i hope dean takes that to heart because it's true like this Mm -hmm. little daddy son outing that they had is extremely great and very good
0: yeah he wasn't treating him like a hunter it's for the first time that jack just got to feel like a dude
1: yeah very good stuff
0: because as much as as you know castiel has helped him and and sam has tried to help him prove himself as a hunter and get on his own feet and all that stuff that's still that's that's hunter stuff this was just family stuff and it was very nice
1: uh, Rowena comes back over and says, uh, the only thing they can do is watch over him and stay by his side as he dies. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So their their last bit to uh, try to save him did not work. Uh, and they're just going to have to watch him die unless they come up with an even more desperate plan.
0: Um, yeah. Which I'm kind of very curious to see. If they bring back Lucifer, can just can Jack take his power back from him? Is Michael going to return in some way, and uh, and you know Dean try to control him to get? I don't know. I don't know. See, the
1: thing that bugs me is that Lucifer stole Jack's archangel grace and juiced himself Mm -hmm. up, and then Dean, using the power of Michael, uh, killed him and killed Lucifer. Presumably, kill like killing all of that power, like removing that power from the universe. Um, it wasn't transferred to Michael or Dean. It wasn't, didn't go back to Jack, obviously. Uh, so like, if Lucifer is resurrected again, um, I would expect that he would be resurrected in the same way that he died like Castiel did, so mm-hmm. he would just mm-hmm. have that power again. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with this, and I, I don't like any of it, so.
0: <laughs> I, yeah., I, um... oh, man this episode you know I, I i was fine with okay whatever nick stuff we got to deal with it at some point and we're getting some pretty good dean stuff and i honestly i didn't I, again i often do this i don't realize who the episode is written by until after um because i'm not looking at the credits i'm taking notes as i'm watching the episode uh and then there was a lot of nick stuff and then it was the porn star line and i was like fuck this is buck like fuck like anything that i don't want to happen could happen now And th- and they brought back lucifer it
1: was the it was the porn star line, and the one that really sealed it for me, uh, which we didn't even talk about, is when uh, Dean and Jack are eating hamburgers uh, beside oh, Impala, yeah. and Dean says like, "Hey, there's a little bar I know," and like, I it doesn't say I can get you laid, but he's like, you know, we could go there, find you a hookup. And I'm like, we, we just had a whole episode about Jack's yeah. like, you know, weirdly naive and sweet view of romance, and and like, you had this whole thing with him after that, and now it's just let's go to the bar and find a hookup. Excuse yeah. me. Doesn't yeah, make any sense. That's
0: a that's a buck loving line right there.
1: Yep. Um, I think the the a plot in this with all of the Jack stuff is extremely good. Um, I'm I'm here for the boys uh, for their big like issue that they have to deal with for the meta plot to be mm-hmm. so personal and intimate. I mean, intimate is probably not the right word, but very personal and it's very localized and trying to save Jack from the sickness. Um, I, the the Nick stuff I've already talked at length about it, but I'm just I'm so checked out and I'm so bummed out that, you know, Lucifer is going to apparently be coming back.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Any, any last thoughts?
0: <clears throat> I, I just hope that we can pull away from this stuff, that somebody else is there to, to help steer us in the right direction. Maybe we'll deal with, with Nick and all that, you know, m- the mid season finale or something, and then we can move on. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monsteroftheweek for continuing to support us. Uh, thank you to all of the people on various social media platforms that uh, continue to send us nice messages. Uh, we very, very much appreciate you listening. Very much appreciate all of the feedback we're getting for the podcast. It's, it's really gratifying and very sweet. So thank you very, very much. Uh, you can find the podcast at monsteroftheweek.cool. That site has links to all of our social media. I think we're on basically everything if you want to follow us in one or all of those places. It also has links to our merch shop if you want to get a fresh Bunker Boy shirt. Check all of that stuff out. We've had some great designs up in there, up there for a while now. We will be back next week with Out of
0: the Darkness. Boom, boom, boom. I couldn't find the Discord because the icon's different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yours on so many Discord servers that it all blends together, doesn't
0: it? I'm I'm on a lot of Discord servers, but I never ever look at any single other one. I never leave the one ours. Sure. <laughs> sure. So I never have to look at the icons. I'm looking for Cowboy Dean. I'm like, where's Cowboy Dean? <laughs>
1: Cowboy Dean is gone.
0: It's 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 Pride Month, Chris. <clears throat> yes. Yes. I recognize this from before, but. Um, Everybody else is doing Pride Month uh, logos as well, so they all blend in together. <laughs> How do can I do? I sound like I'm in a different room. I'm in a different room. Uh, you sound about the same. Okay, hold on. Let me let me lock this chair so I don't go drifting away. Can you? Hey, uh, Whoa, is Chris line? is gone. Me. See you later, Chris. Bye. Chair. Hello. Hold on. There's a rug. I'm gonna put the chair on the rug. Hello. Hello. Hi, is that you? Hello. We're getting there. Okay. Okay. Okay, wait. But now my mic's too high. Who who sits down and records? Not me. I do. i don't have i don't have
1: i don't have have the knees to be standing up all the time chris
0: dude my knees hurt so bad but after (laughs) i record i'm so old oh man it's because you lock your knees that's the killer you can't you can't can't be locking your knees all right well if i sound like shit on this episode it's not my fault okay it's 95 degrees it's i actually i sat down on the first floor thinking i'm this is this perfect i'm gonna be feeling great i don't feel great it's already way too fucking hot (laughs)
1: It's, um. you guys are getting the hot weather before we are. That's weird. It is. It is. But we're getting it. Like, next, I think next week we're going to be in the 90s. So, you know, summertime is a coming. Which sucks because, you know, the heat yep. sucks. Maybe we can arrange to do more recordings in the morning to, to <laughs> help combat Perhaps. that. Perhaps. Well, if I,
0: if I keep not having work, then...
1: So, did, did your company just shut down because of the IT thing?
0: hmm yeah they won't dope. tell us what happened extremely dope they won't tell us what happened and um they keep saying hey somebody's gonna call you to to do a scan on your computer i'm like you're not going on my computer uh you're gonna see all my monster of the week files on here that's uh, <laughs> privileged information
1: um
0: i don't I'm know just, i just feel like the, I, I so at any point i could get a call and if i get a call i gotta just you know i'll have to hop off the podcast for a minute and so okay. if i disappear suddenly that's why yeah no um I don't know, I feel like something fishy's going on, but they're not telling us.
1: You know, I, I don't know if I told you this, but one of my customers, um, which is an entire fucking city, um, got hacked. It's a big customer. Um, and, like, they were locked out of all of the emails. Um, they were locked out of all of their bank transactions. So, like, city employees couldn't be paid for a few weeks. Um, police computers, fire department computers, billing, everything was just completely locked down. And it was ransomware. And so, like, they had to pay (laughs) to get everything unlocked, which is fucking ridiculous. And then, um, this wasn't one of my customers, but it was, it was in the biz. Um, a town in Florida, uh, had an open team viewer installation set up so that they could Uh remotely monitor, uh, their, um. In, in the water business, like they, we have monitors hooked up to wells and things so that you can measure pressure and things like that to kind of keep an eye on things to make sure the water system's running well. Um, and those, those computer systems, SCADA systems, allow you to like make adjustments on the fly so you can turn on a well, turn off a well, you can add chlorine, you can do this and that and the other. Well, they left TeamViewer, and what I understand is basically like an open, like just waiting for someone to log into it, <laughs> like not password protected, no, no VPN, nothing. And somebody got into it and started increasing the chlorine levels in the water to like oh my gosh dangerous proportions and luckily somebody caught it and like shut it down but yeah it was it was really weird there for a little bit so that would have been dangerous jesus
0: that was sabotage that's not just like hey we're gonna fuck around that's like we're gonna hurt people
1: yeah that's that's homeland security business there because after nine eleven, um like any like it's 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 really like if you're thinking about like oh i'm gonna cl- climb up a water tower and like you know tell my yeah. girl that i love her with spray paint on the side of this water tower like don't do that because that's it's a serious felony since 9 11 like you could go to jail for that <laughs> you get, for a while you get locked
0: up. they're gonna throw you in the clink and you ain't ever gonna see the light of day you're going to gitmo and, and christy or whatever is going to prom alone and all christy right is, buster so yeah, <laughs> christy is all alone just text her just text her
1: rufus don't do it just buy her a ring <laughs> <laughs> just get the girl a corsage don't don't write her name on the side of a water tower
0: yeah it ain't worth it it it's ain't not, worth it, it. Yeah. have you i'm sure you've seen that that picture that's gone around mm-hmm. of the um the poster board in the trash can and it says uh will you goku prom with me and it's yeah. a picture of goku <laughs> <laughs> just the story it's like it tells there's so much there you so know much is mean? so little People love to joke about that. I don't even know if it's actually attributed to Ernest Hemingway, but like the saddest short story. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Baby shoes for sale, never worn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that story that tells you a lot, right? right. By t- by saying very little. Um, and that's the same thing with the will you Goku to prom with me picture. It's, I mean, <laughs> a picture truly does say a thousand words.
1: It's uh, I mean goku prom with me is extremely funny to me like that that's is the, so is the good, very... dude.
0: That's but i just imagine like like we're la- looking at that like laughing like anime fans probably you know eat that shit up but just being some girl who's like you know i date this guy he's like really into all this stuff but i just like sometimes like, we should talk to me you know i wish he'd care about me and then he goes and he does some big grand gesture to invite her to prom but it's still <laughs> that it's still that yeah it's still will you goku bra with me and she's like god damn it no
1: what if they weren't dating though what if this was like his big mm. moment his big sh- chance to shine and then she was like no i'm more into naruto sorry and all of his, uh,
0: yeah, all of his boys were gassing him up, telling him it was a good idea.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> like they're they're in the car <laughs> down the street, like watching it all happen. He just comes out and shoves at the trash can and just kicks some rocks and walks home by himself.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, it's poor anime boys!
0: I told you she liked One Piece, not Dragon Ball. God, I knew I should have gone with Death Note. God damn it! <laughs> oh boy, Jeremy, Chris, I can't believe I can't believe what they're doing to us on Supernatural
1: yeah this is this is uncalled for it's it's i don't know I, I i don't even know how to handle it Chris. i really don't it's bad and i couldn't even, just all in a bad time i couldn't even like i can't even see the episode and i'm still pretty bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun because i was like um not having the worst time watching it <laughs> the episode yeah and? um and then, and then, you know, it's just it's something happened, and I got really fucking mad.
1: You got super mad about it. Absolutely. It's funny you
0: you texted me. I'm so mad right now, mm-hmm. and I sent you the eyeball emoji because I hadn't finished the episode yet. Uh, and then, like ten minutes later, I was
1: like, "No, <laughs> it's the worst. It's the fucking worst, dude. It's the worst." What um are you finished with Mass Effect? To change
0: the subject dramatically, oh, bro. No, I don't yet. Yeah. It's too early for Supernatural. Um, no, I'm not. But I have done, I think, two main missions in Mass Effect Three. There's like you know the first one where you start off, and then there's one big mission after that. Um, and I I have not not done any of the other main story missions. But according to my save file, I'm 23 hours into the game. I don't think that's possible. I think it's it's running that timer up, or I must have left it on um i i haven't worked i haven't been at work since thursday but that's still is, that's just that's aggressive that's, a lot. that's 23 hours over the weekend that's too much i was with jess all weekend i wasn't i wasn't even playing mass effect 3 um but you know i'm still playing it i'm all in i fucking you know i can't get enough of it i'll be here for a while i think
1: i, I can't remember um if i if we talked about this on the mic but i finished returnal um finally yeah. I got the the true ending, uh, which involved beating the boss a second time, um, which was probably like an eight hour experience. <laughs> like you have to mm-hmm. you have to collect the six things That's one from, one from each level, which was like pretty simple. Um, and then you have to like do a, a little thing, and then you have to beat the boss so that you can get the use the item um, that you get from getting all of the things uh, to in the like ending cutscene to get more of a cutscene um totally not worth it (laughs) you told me very (laughs) early on in that process as i was complaining to you like dude have you ever heard of youtube and like yeah i should have totally just done the youtube thing I, it's not even like a trophy thing because the game didn't unlock earlier trophies for me so like i will never get the plaid probably unless they patch it in and like retroactively give me trophies which i don't think that they'll do oh uh games seems for some reason never seem to want to do that Uh, they always want you to do the thing again which i'm not really interested in Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah it, it, it the true ending was not worth it i think the game itself was was worth it uh i sent you a video of yeah. that in boss and i think you were pretty <laughs> intimidated it's pretty by fucking it
0: wild yeah. it was
1: it's intense right like it's a lot of bullet hell like you kind of have to know what's going on around you at all times
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i can handle that it, i mean it looks incredibly cool like the boss design obviously i won't say what it was but it looked really really cool um and if there's an easy mode in that game, maybe I'd be into it. Um, but because it, it, it all looks very, very cool, but I don't think I can handle the bullet hell stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it was it's definitely intense that last boss, and even like just because it's all run based, like getting to the last boss is is a is a like there's there's at least like four rooms in the last level which have um I, like I, it, it, like. It, worse bullet hell than the in-boss video that i sent you like just insane Jesus. stuff and then like things dive and bomb at you at the same time so you're just constantly mm-hmm. trying to move and shoot when you can and it's it's just chaos um and, there and were a everybody t-
0: knows the run-up to the boss is always worse <laughs> than the boss if you just restarted in all of these games if you just restarted right at the beginning of the boss every time you died i think we'd all be better more productive members of society <laughs>
1: And that's not what this game is. Like, I, I get it, but like, there were a couple of times where, um, I would get through everything and then, like, be at the place where you drop down to the boss and, like, h- only half my health, no, no healing items, no, no good items at all. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm going to go in here and die. Like, there were a couple of times where, like, going into the la- I texted you, I'm going to the last boss, wish me luck. And you're like, good luck, dude, you got this. And like, five seconds later, I was like, I'm dead because <laughs> it just didn't happen.
0: <laughs>
1: but the thing, um, so I think I finished it on Friday, and then uh, Saturday I was planning to sit down and, and spend some time with Mass Effect 1, and uh, it was like pouring-ass rain here, so Autumn ended up not doing barn stuff, so we ended up grilling all day, so I didn't really do anything with Mass Effect, and then Sunday is when I really got into it, and um, I I don't know if it's just going from Returnal, which is a extremely modern game, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. and like, your character has a lot of mobility and movement speed and the combat feels really, really good. Uh, but I am having a hard time getting into Mass Effect it's 1. It's a game
0: from 2007. I know. I mean, I know. they've like, improved I, it a little bit, but like it's an old game and it's slow. Like, it's, Mass Effect 2 and 3 are, are good. They're modern games, but Mass Effect One's an old game.
1: And I put the combat down to easy because I was like, I don't. Like I'm not coming to this for the combat. Like I have to turn that mm-hmm. part of my brain off. But even even then, like just moving around the citadel is like clunky and and awkward. And mm-hmm. like one time I had in the first mission, I was like, "Oh, like go go to the bar and talk to this dude." And I'm like, "Okay." So I'm I warp to the bar and I walk into the little uh, entryway and like a dude just starts shooting at me. And like one of my people were like, "That's him! Kill him!" And I killed him, yeah. and like nothing else happened, and like I still to this day don't know who that guy I murdered was. <laughs> Just have no fucking clue. I think it.
0: I think it was one of one of the bad guys was yelling, "It's him, kill him!" Um, oh, maybe so. You were yeah. the one. Y- you were the him. I was the him, him in killed.
1: that. Okay, well that makes a little bit more Sa-
0: sense. Sam and Dean Shepherd, as you named Sam him. Sam and Dean um, Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe it's because you gave him what? What is it called? What's that haircut called?
1: Oh, the, um, it's just straight up side, like it's the bald spot. What was the tweet that I sent you there that was so fucking hilarious? It was a good tweet. It uh, was a good tweet. Uh, uh, side something. It was incredible, but I, I made my dude look as old as possible because I've always played as the woman character, Femshep, and, uh, cause I like mm-hmm. the
0: voice and I like, you know, I just, what I went with. Dude, um, you have to like you have to play as a boy scout. I think if you play male shepherd, maybe somebody who's listening has played, you know, renegade male shepherd. Um, but he's such his voice. He's such a boy scout. He's like, hey, I'm a good guy, and I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to do the right thing. You can't play renegade male shepherd. And that's what uh, I'm trying Feb to Shep, do. however,
1: and dude, she's
0: she's more versatile.
1: <laughs> it's like especially because my dude looks so old and he's balding and it's got this like young voice and like this extremely on the trim body and like, it's just, yeah. it's very, dis- it's, it's very disorienting and almost to the point where I'm like, maybe I should just do this over again. Right. Um, I mean, you
0: could remake him a mass effect too. If it means anything, keep your helmet on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I think I'll
1: just keep the helmet on. And, uh, um, I, yeah, but like, I, I, just, I have not made it off the citadel yet. So I've been going back and forth. And doing si-
0: I think that's the trap, right? the beginning area you spend so much long and so long there and then you do the first mako mission where you're driving around and it's like oh, i don't like this that's what happened to me the first time i played this game back in 2007 yeah was this is the eden prime the first level it's like okay this is exciting this is some good shit and then you go to the citadel and you go okay all right i mean we're slowing down a little bit but that's that's fine and then you go out and you're you're driving around in the space car but it's not fun um and you're supposed to i don't know it, the beginning of that game gets a little clunky and then it starts to pick back up as you start getting into things again um, and doing all the main missions. And um, I think Mass Effect 1 probably has the best story out of the three, like self-contained. Like the idea of it is is pretty cool, right? Like you're just like, human soldier doing your thing out in galactic space or whatever um, you get this weird vision from an ancient alien artifact of something bad that's going to happen and now you're trying to uncover what that bad thing is while warning everybody that it's happening and i think the way that it all unfolds is is cool looking back at it because as much as i I really love two and three i still feel like there's this air of mystery around like what's happening in in mass effect one that that is more interesting in that way Mm mm-hmm I will say two definitely has the best characters and three yeah. is probably the best gameplay Yeah, if yeah. you want to like divide it in that way. But one, I think it's one's got the story locked down.
1: The, um, it it is interesting playing Renegade, um, just because <clears throat> there was a moment, uh, with a character called fist who was like a, I guess like a miniature kind of mob boss dude. Um, it's like, yeah, like a crime Lord or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then you are looking to get information out of him. And I was like really roughing the dude up. Um, and, at the end of it you're you're not really presented at this as a choice. It's more like, you know, it, it, it you just haven't it's dialogue options. Um but then like there's a you know, there's one at the very end who's that says something like, you know, you're not gonna get away with this or, you know, you, you played your own part, so you deserve what you get. And so I chose it because, again, I'm gonna go renegade. And, and Sam and Dean Shepard just stand up and fucking execute this dude in front of my two companions. And Caden fucking <laughs> looks over at me like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately... You
0: did not just execute this man. I just
1: fucking executed him. I immediately replaced Caden uh, and uh, Ashley with Garrus and... Who is the assassin? Tally? Talia. Yeah. Because um, I like, I, I know those two from uh, Mass Effect 2. So like, I'm going to, these are oh, yeah. my two guys.
0: Those are, those are your constant companions in all three games. Um, it's, You know, some other people come and go, but yeah, those, those two solid, they got you back locked down. Um, But it is... I just had this moment. Go ahead. Um, I just had this moment last night where I have done, I did every single fucking side quest in Mass Effect 2, just like I did with one. Um. And I did one that was this really cool, like horror short story, uh, and I won't spoil what it was, but uh, I got through it, did the whole thing, and made my decisions. Cool, all right, that was that was enjoyable. Then I get to Mass Effect three, and I'm doing a main story mission, uh, and somebody from that. Mass Effect 2 side quest just showed up uh, and he's talking to me and he's like Shepard blah 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 and I think I remember seeing this the first time I played Mass Effect 3 and not having any fucking idea who this dude was because I just did not remember doing that side quest I was like okay but I just did it last week so immediately I was like oh hey it's that guy and it was this really weird like moment of um I don't, it, was, it was a very rewarding moment out of nowhere just like hey i did that i got this guy here i helped him out and then he says something about i've been counting the days that you've added to my life ever since and i was like okay, okay. Right, pump the brakes that's a little that's too much that is too thank you i know i'm a gamer but i don't need to be flattered that much it's okay
1: <laughs> i'm a it, playing as irrigate is fun too because like my dude i'm, I'm gonna try, i'm trying to craft him so he's like a no-nonsense like get the mission done you know kind of guy. kind of guy and like a yeah. guy walks up to you in the citadel and is like oh my god like you're shepherd can i have your autograph and i'm like fuck off dude no no way <laughs> and he just gets all pissed <laughs> off at me and is like i guess you don't have time to do-. i'm like no i don't man i
0: I've having fucking no. visions over here dog like leave me the fuck alone <laughs> oh that's funny <sighs> yeah there's um i hope that you can get into it i wouldn't really blame you for not um being super excited about Mass Effect One, but the other two are still there and they're still exciting. Um, I just found out last night that I was—I went to the options to put the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. I always play with them on, but by default they weren't for some reason. Um, and I realized that I had been playing the game for like ten hours on on casual mode, and this whole time I've been like upgrading and leveling up and stuff thinking like well i guess i don't need health and shields because i never fucking lose them (laughs) i never get i never take any goddamn damage so i'm doing all this other stuff and now i I was like oh shit so i just pumped it up to normal which i thought i would have started on i guess that's not default um and now stuff is like ripping me apart i'm like all right i gotta respect all my stuff i have no armor (laughs) no shields no health.
1: (laughs) (laughs) on casual mode in me one i can literally just like walk up to a guy and then like shoot them and like they're and they're shooting me the entire time and it doesn't seem to be doing anything like it's just no big deal yeah. at all which is um maybe counterproductive but again like i kind of just i i, I want to get interested in the story to have that pull me through mm-hmm. i'm not super there for the you know decade and a half old con- right. combat
0: system. <laughs> yeah oh man. god that really is a decade and a half yeah, old. Holy dude, shit. world of shit <laughs> jesus uh,
1: I guess we can talk about Supernatural. I don't really have anything. Ah, I got coffee. I just took a big old fat sip of coffee. There you go. I'm also, uh, I'm at the bottom of my latte. So.
0: Let's do this shit.